Greetings and welcome to A Sip of Inspiration. My name is Stephanie Wilson Coleman, known as the Empowerment Doctor, and I am your host for tonight's show. Tonight I thought we'd have a little bit of fun mixed in with some seriousness, and we talk a bit about what my friends are calling spiritual housekeeping. We were sitting around the other night and we were discussing New Year's resolutions. We were discussing all manner of things, and we came up with what do you need to do in order to live the life that you've imagined. Now I have a couple of quotes that I want to share with you because I think that in these quotes lies some key information and we're going to discuss some of them. The first one is by Pentaholi, which is, when you are inspired by some great purpose, some extraordinary project, all your thoughts break their bonds, your mind transcends limitations, your consciousness expands in every direction and you find yourself in a new, great, and wonderful world. Dormant forces, faculties, and talents become alive, and you discover yourself to be a greater person by far than you ever dreamed yourself to be. The next quote that I think that perhaps we should begin to live by is by George Bernard Shaw that says, Imagination is the beginning of creation. You imagine what you desire, you will what you imagine, and at last, you create what you will. And from Alice in Wonderland, it says, I believe in as many as six impossible things before breakfast. There are a few keys that we discovered in these quotes that will help you when you start off to live the life that you've imagined. And we're going to call them spiritual housekeeping because we know at this time of year, we all have some to do. The first thing I want to discuss is... It's all perception, and the perception begins in our belief and our thoughts about what we believe to be true. You see, any problem that we encounter in our lives right now at this point is not because there is, a, is not a solution. I believe is because we just lack the imagination. We have become hard and fixed, and we've put ourselves in these boxes and we believe that the only thing that is true or even possible is the things that we know about. But I want to challenge you to expand your imagination. When you expand your imagination, the next question I get is, how do I do that? I want you to start right now in this moment to begin to live in the place where your blessings are. Begin to live your life in the presence of God as opposed to the absence of God. What we find ourselves doing all too often is complaining about all the things that we have to do. We complain about doing the dishes. We have to go to work. We're not happy about that. So I want to challenge you as you begin this new journey of living the life that you imagine to begin to see absolutely everything in your life as an opportunity, as an opportunity to express the best self that you are and also as an opportunity to, to expand your horizons. Also, begin to see any situation that you're in, any event, as a learning opportunity. Don't be so quick to judge things as good or bad. 
I know you've heard all of that before, and you're going to hear it again tonight. But all you simply do is start to ask the question, hmm, what am I to learn from this? When you start looking at the very events in your life as a learning opportunity, you will find that there are golden nuggets throughout that experience and that those situations have actually come to prepare you for the life that you want to live. Uh, there's a story like imagine that the th very thing that you want is like across the river, but the river is deep and rough. And in order to get there, you either have to learn to build a bridge or you've got to learn to swim. And suppose you don't know how to do either. Well, I think it's about time for you to learn because what it is you need is on the other side of the river for a reason. Because perhaps maybe you do need to learn to build a bridge or you do need to learn to swim. <laughs> the next thing is if you're having a particularly rough time and no matter what you do, it seems like nothing's going right. For love of money, you just can't seem to catch a break. I want you to practice gratitude and appreciation. And of course, the next thing I usually hear is, oh my God, well, I'm grateful. But I want you to make a game out of it. You see, we have so much to be grateful for and we often forget. And there are people and things that we have to be grateful for that we're not even aware of. So for instance, when you get up in the morning, just be thankful that you woke up because you did not wake yourself up. You didn't create the legs that you're going to use to get out of bed and to go about your day. You didn't create the feet either, nor did you create the heartbeat, nor do you have to remind yourself that you have to breathe. So I want you to practice gratitude and appreciation and try to find, oh, 15, 20, 30 things a day to be grateful for. Hi, we have a caller on the line. Good evening. How are you doing? Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm wonderful. That's great. I am so inspired by what you're saying. I just, um, I need to lose weight. And so um, I'm going to use your how to live in your dream, I think you said. I'm not quite sure. Yes, you're going to live, you're going to live the dream that you imagine. So let's, yes. let's yes. talk about I, the I'm weight loss. I'm inspired by it. Now, can you give me uh, a step or two that will get me started? Okay. The first thing that you need to do, and it is not only in weight loss, but in just about anything that you want to manifest. So we're not going to lose the weight because you can't lose things. What we're going to do is we're going to release the need for the weight. Mm -hmm. Generally, when you find yourself either uh, overweight or underweight, that's kind of a sign that you were needing some extra protection and comfort when you were going through some difficult experiences. That's very true. Okay, so it's not the weight that actually needs to be dealt with. It is the things that have happened that have caused you to develop this extra protection. Okay? So I want you to first start by, in your mind, I want you to imagine the size that you want to be, your perfect size. Okay. Okay? And I don't want you to talk about, oh, I, most of us say, oh, I thank God for losing 20 pounds. No, I want you to be thankful for your perfect weight. Okay. Okay? So that's what you're to say. I'm grateful for my perfect weight. Thank you for my perfect weight. And if you know what that is or your perfect size, then say what that is. Okay? Because okay? you have to switch from the negative conversation to the positive conversation. Mm -hmm. Because remember, we live in this great universe, and in this universe, it does not know or cannot differentiate between 
positives and negatives. So when we say, I want to lose a certain amount of weight, what it hears is just the amount of weight. So it's a little bit confused. It doesn't know if you want to lose it or gain it. So, it, so nothing happens. So I want you to start looking at that. The other thing that I want you to do, which is probably a more important thing, is at the time in your life when you started to gain the weight, I want you to look at what was going on in your life. Okay? Okay. And then I want you to do a technique that I call soul journaling, or that's called soul journaling. I want you to sit down with a piece of paper. It doesn't have to be a fancy piece of paper okay. and a pencil. And I want you to write down what was going on in your life. Okay. Okay? Okay. And I want you to write down the question, what was I thinking? What do I need to learn? And what quality is trying to be born in me? Oh, okay. Okay? Uh -huh. Because a lot of times I have found in my own personal experience, especially when I'm either losing too much or gaining too much or spending too much or not spending enough, is because there's an issue there that's going on in my life, and what I need to do is practice more forgiveness. Mm. Okay? okay? And forgiveness is a tough one for most people, and even me is really tough for. Mm -hmm. So that's what I want you to start to do. And what you will find is once you're able to actually look at the situation and let it go, release it, forgive it, let it go. Okay, okay? how do you do that? Now, there are several ways to do that. Okay. One of my favorite ways is, and one of the things I do is I will write down the situation that I need to release and then I will set it on fire. That's, I have my own personal, what's called a burning bowl. Okay. Uh, fire is very, <laughs> fire makes a great impression on me. So I burn it up and that symbolizes that you're burning that up and that's gone from your life. Okay. Another thing that you can do is a lot of times in situations, what I have found is if you feel particularly hurt and there were things you needed to say but you didn't get an opportunity to say them, mm -hmm. I want you to write those things down. Okay? Write down everything you wish you've said. Okay. Write down everything that you said that you are sorry you said, okay? Because a lot of times our mouth engages before we have a chance <laughs> to think about it, okay? And then once you do that, I want you then to write the statement that you now release and forgive this person or this event okay. for all of the hurt and harm that it has caused you. Okay. okay. And then I want you to write down the lessons that you have learned. Okay. 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 Now, you do that, you can either burn it or you can fold it up and put it in a, the Bible maybe with your favorite verse is what some people do. Okay. They uh, put it in an envelope and put it away. Some people mail it to themselves just as an act of releasing it. Okay, I'm okay? going to do that. Now, every time that situation comes up, now that you have actually written it down, it will come up again, mm -hmm. okay? I want you to remember that when you're thinking about it, I want you to remember to breathe through it. When we experience difficulty in life, we tend to stop breathing mm -hmm. because we are fearful. You I know want I'm practicing this as you're saying it. Okay. So I want you, as you're sitting there now, I want you to just breathe in. Uh -huh. And when you breathe, allow your abdomen to expand when you inhale. And then when you exhale, I want your abdomen to relax. And I want you just to say, all of my needs are met. Okay. okay? And when that comes up, I want you to remind yourself that I have forgiven and released that situation 
it no longer has any power or control over my life. Okay. And then I, if you have a picture of the of you when you're at the weight that you're that you want to manifest again, mm -hmm. keep that picture handy where you can see it as many times a day. Okay. Okay, a lot. Okay. And if you can make I'm copies, put it everywhere because I'm that makes it. a great impression on the mind. I will do it and thank you so very much. I am so inspired by what you're saying. Thank you very much. Thanks for calling. You have a great one, and too. And I hope you become our next Oprah, because you would do well. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay, bye-bye. <laughs> okay. We're going to see that, right? Okay, bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. I talk a lot about forgiveness in all of the seminars and series that I do, and probably because I always have need for forgiveness. I, I want you listeners at home to think about forgiveness like this, and this was an analogy that I heard one, a minister say that I thought was perfect. When you have a rug at home, if you don't sweep under it for a while, all kind of dust and stuff sort of collects and gathers. But if you raise that rug up every day and sweep under it a little bit, nothing ever really gathers. So at the end of every day, I want you to get really honest with yourself. And any event that caused you any kind of angst, any kind of uneasiness, any kind of pain, jealousy, or doubt, I want you to bring that up and I want you to forgive the person and I want you to forgive yourself. A lot of times experiences come to us just so we can learn to flex our forgiveness muscles. Unforgiveness is once you have forgiven, I want you to understand that a lot of people say, oh, I'll never forget that. It is not necessarily the event that you're trying to forget. It is the emotions, it's the emotions that's attached to the event. When you're to the place where you can think about the event or talk about the event without feeling any pain or anger, then you know you've truly forgiven. Good evening. We have a caller on the line. Uh, thank you so much, sister. Uh, you're better than the next Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to say, um, I just wanted to ask you, how do I get over the fact of someone that I had trusted so very much and all they wanted to do was basically use me and take, take, take. It was never about a real relationship or uh, really trying to teach me the true values of a spiritual God. But all they did was come in my life and kept taking, begging, and taking. How do I start the process of really forgiving that person? Thank you so much. Okay, in this situation, the one thing that we have to remember is this. Sometimes we get the question mixed up. The question should be always, where am I going and who is coming with me? But all too often we ask, who's coming with me? And then we ask, where am I going? We have to understand and become real with the fact that we are the most important person in the relationship and everyone in the relationship has a spiritual journey and an assignment from spirit. So you can, people only do to you what it is that you allow and it's often said that they only treat you as bad as you treat yourself. So you need to look at that relationship and decide just how do you treat yourself? 
How do you think about yourself? And then start working with your own self-image and your own self-worth. I would start with first going into my life at the time the relationship occurred, looking at that particular period of time, deciding or thinking about what you were experiencing and feeling that made you think that this relationship was the right relationship. Often we're looking to be rescued. Often we're looking for someone to love us because we're not able to love ourselves. And then I want you to look at that. I want you to sit down with a piece of paper, just just the way I said to the uh, earlier caller, and I want you to write down those feelings and those emotions. Then I want you to write down the feelings and emotions that you have now. And what you will probably discover is, in both instances, you were looking for someone else to love you when the primary job for loving you belongs with you. We have to begin to condition ourselves to love ourselves and to understand just how worthy we are. And once we do that, we forgive ourselves for not loving ourselves first. We forgive ourselves for often making mistakes in relationships. And after we've done that, we can forgive the other person. Um, the caller is absolutely correct. Forgiveness is a gift that you give to yourself. It has nothing to do with the other person. And the wonderful thing about forgiveness is that the other person doesn't even have to know that you have forgiven them. And that's what I like about it best. Uh, when you hold on to situations, what happens is you are holding on to the past because you're constantly reliving and replaying that pain. You're replaying every event that has ever occurred. You're remembering every cruel thing that was ever said or done. And you cannot move forward as long as you're doing that. And we remember now what you think about is what you bring about. Your thoughts, your feelings, and your actions will equal manifestation. So if you're constantly thinking about hurt and pain, you're going to attract more hurt and pain. Uh, all of the speak, all of the writers write about that. Wayne Dyer, Michael Beckworth, they're some of my favorites. And of course, there's a whole host of ones that I love. Um, Neville is one also. So you've got to remember to let it go. The wonderful thing about soul journaling is because we are the best, pe best person to analyze ourselves is once you begin to write about the experience and ask questions on the paper, answers will come. And you will be surprised that the answers that you were looking for are all, have always been deep down inside of you. You see, we already know what the problem is, and we already know what the answer is. So since we do, it's just a matter of uncovering it, because we've allowed ourselves to bury that underneath all kinds of gook, and we just don't have any experience as to how to get it out. Once you have forgiven, you will find the key to forgiveness, forgiveness is the key to all manner of manifestations. If you want to improve your health, try forgiveness. If you want to improve your financial state, try forgiveness. If you want to improve your relationships, try forgiveness. The same with gratitude and appreciation. If you want to improve your health, live in gratitude. Instead of thinking about what someone's done to us, the wrong that we've experienced, the wrong that they've done to us. I challenge you to think about the good things that happen. 
I challenge you to think about the great things that you have learned through someone else. There's another thing that I want us to stop doing in our spiritual housekeeping is I want to, us to stop making Mondays and stop making work hazardous to our health. I always hear people talk about, oh my God, it's Monday. I don't want to go to work. Oh, I hate going to work. I don't want you to get to the point that you hate it so much that it actually begins to make you sick. I want you to see it as an opportunity. I remember I was going through something and it's like, oh, I didn't want to go to work. I didn't want to go to work. Uh, Michael Beckworth challenged us to begin to go and make it fun. So I make it fun. I make it a game. So I go to work. I don't think about anything else other than making it a great day for me, having some fun, the people who report to me. Uh, we just want to have fun. And we actually have fun. And we've got some amazing results because we make it a good time. Hi, we have a caller on the line. Hi, how are you doing? I'm wonderful. How are you? Great. Good. My name is Janetta. Hi, how, you, how are you And doing? I was calling because I was going through so much drama and downside, you know, the economy is down. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I'm a Christian. I have trust in God. And I was just have a question. Would it be better days? Uh, there are better days. And the better days are right now. The one thing that we must do is, when we're going through what we consider to be difficult times, look at what the times are trying to teach you. When it comes to, for instance, financial management, often a lot of us just don't know the rules about how to handle our money. Uh, this is a really good time for you to sit down and really discover what is it in life you were sent here to do. See, you are a special, unrepeatable gift to this universe. There is not another one like you. There will not be another. There has never been another person like you, nor will there ever be. And you bring to this existence right now, in this year, in this moment, special gifts. What are those gifts? What is it that you do very well? What is it that you do that excites you? What is it that you do for free? What is it that you do naturally? Those are the kinds of questions that you should begin to ask yourself now. And then that is the direction that you need to move toward because that's where you're going to find your harmony. That's where you're going to find your prosperity. That's where you're going to find your abundance. And that's where you're going to find your joy. One question that I ask people all the time, regardless to what's going on in the economy, is what would you do for free? What do you do anyway? And if you only had a limited amount of time to live, say a year, how would you spend it? And whatever your answer is to those questions, that is the road that you should travel. In that road is absolutely everything that you're looking for. In that road are the answers to any problems that you may have. Now, we talked a little bit about where do you live? And when I mean where do you live, where do you live in your life emotionally, mentally, your thoughts, your actions. And I want to take that and bridge over a little bit to toxic relationships. We talk about that all the time and everyone should know. Basic rule. This is a perfect time, but any time is a perfect time. I say every so often, once a month, once a quarter, look over the relationships that you have. Have the people in your life been inspiring? motivating, uplifting, healing? Have they been encouraging? If they haven't been, then you've got to ask yourself, why are they still in your life? It is not possible for you to achieve the things that you want to achieve 
if you're constantly surrounded by people who remind you of what you cannot do. I want you to start to say to those people to get out of the way. Those of you who think it can't be done, get out of the way of those of us who know it can be done. The other thing are your thoughts. Look at your toxic thoughts. Are you constantly thinking about what's wrong, what somebody else should have done, what needs to be done, what's not happening? And, and the favorite question is somebody needs to do something about that. I want you to know right now you're the answer that you've been praying for. You are the somebody that needs to do something about that. And any other thought that is not uplifting and healing that you may have needs to be purged from you first. You, the, you are the only person that you can change. So I want you to start with your thoughts. We have a caller on the line. Like, how do we stay focused on our gift? Like, like I said, we have gifts and stuff like that. How do we focus on that? Oh, how do you stay focused on your gifts? There is a process that I call a visioning process where I spend some time. It started out just once a day. And I have to tell you that it's incredibly addicting, so you'll find yourself doing it 100 times a day. I want you to just sit still for a second. And we don't sit still often because sometimes I believe we're afraid of our thoughts. And I don't want you to say quiet your mind because you have about 50,000 thoughts a day. It's impossible to quiet your mind. But I want you to get it as quiet as possible. And I want you to think about the thing that you are really good with. And I want you to think about things that you want to accomplish with that gift. And I don't want you to spend a lot of time at first because it's really difficult if you're not in the habit of doing it. I want you to spend five seconds, six seconds, and then I want you to do it again and again and you will find that five seconds becomes 10, 15, before long it's four minutes, five minutes. Before long you're up to 15, 20 minutes a day where you're actually focusing on that thing that you need to focus on. If you find difficulty in that, I want you to take a index card, three by five card. I want you to write down positive statements. I want you to carry those with you. So when you find that you're not focusing or that you're beginning to get on a negative path, pull out one of those cards and read those cards. A lot of us have notes. A lot of us can send messages to us, leave messages for ourselves on our cell phones. Leave yourself a couple of messages reminding you how great you are. Also. Don't miss an opportunity when you go by a mirror to look in the mirror and say, hey, I love you, because we never tell ourselves we love ourselves enough. Now, once we start ridding ourselves of our toxic relationships, and a key to that again is if the people aren't uplifting, inspiring, and motivating, it's time for them to go. And you don't have to, like, call them up and tell them that they got to go. Just don't talk to them anymore. Don't get the message. Oh, we've got a caller on the line. Hello? Hello? Hi, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm wonderful. Great, great. You know, you are inspiring me <laughs> right now, and I do appreciate that. I'm so glad that I turned in to, to your station. I really am. I'm glad you turned in, too. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for that. I have a question. Okay. I want to run something past you. Okay. Now, now. sometimes I get an idea to do certain things, you know, and mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of like, it's like a good idea. Sometimes people tell me, you know, you ought to do that. But but what do you do when you sometimes, like, want someone to kind of be there to encourage you? You know what I'm saying? 
it's like you don't really want to, you, you want to do it, but you're not sure if you should because, you, you know, someone might not go there with you. You understand what I'm trying to right. say? Right. It goes back to that question now. Where are you going to go first? Then you ask who's going to go with you. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, is if it is something that keeps coming up and no matter what you do, you're always thinking about it, uh -huh. you need to go there. Okay. okay. So you like if people tell you that, you know, you have a gift for this or, you know, you ought to speak on that or, you know, yeah. you should, you know, and then it's like, oh, wow, that's great. But, you know, I don't know if I should. Well, you know, it's like one person telling me, but... I, you know, do you really go it alone, or, or how do you, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, you, you go it alone. Okay. Uh, you, you go it alone. You just decide to do it. And what you will find is, once you have started to live where your passion is, okay. people will find you. Okay. Okay? So you're not going to be alone uh -huh. all the time. Uh -huh. It just seems that way at first because it's scary, yeah. and you've never done that. Right. The other thing that you can do is, there are other people who are probably doing already what it is you would like to do. Yeah. Why don't you give them a call and maybe they could tell you how they got started. You, you mean like a mentor? Yeah, like a mentor. Okay. okay. Or a coach, whatever you want to call it. Yes. They can give you some ideas on how to get started, uh, what to expect. Because a lot of times we wonder, what should I expect? The thing about what to expect, though, that I want to caution you is when you start off on a new path, Remember, you've never done that before. Right. So there's no way you're going to know what to expect. So stop trying to figure out what to expect. That, that, but see, that's where I'm at. I'm trying okay. to figure it out before I do it. But you can't. You, don't, you, can't, you can't do it. You just got to go forward. That's right. You got to go forward. So treat it like an adventure. I like that. Okay. That adventure. But you know, one other thing you mentioned about toxic people. Uh-huh. Toxic people. Yeah. I have to tell you, you are so right. <laughs> You have to let the toxic people go. I'm sorry, they will hold you back. And people feel they, you know, they, and see, that's another thing. It's fear to have people holding on to these toxic folks because they're afraid, well, if I, you know, if I don't hang around these folks, what am I going to, but you have to let it go because it's holding you back. You know, it's, it's very important. That's right. So and I'm not, glad you mentioned right. that. Not only are they holding you back, but they are absolutely actually holding themselves back too. Okay. So everybody's like in a holding pattern and nobody's moving forward. And we have to move forward. We have to. That's right. That's what we are, we're called to do. That's what I'm we're so glad about. I tuned in tonight. Thank you so very much. God bless you. Have a wonderful evening and Happy New Year. <laughs> happy New Year to you too. Thank you. And uh, we also have toxic habits. So I want to say pick a habit. Don't try to fix everything in a minute because nothing happens in a minute. Just pick one thing that you're going to correct and vow to make that change. And let's try not to have the same problem that we had now in another year. So I want you to be sure that you change yourself. The other thing is I want you to challenge yourself to make certain that you are expanding what you believe every opportunity you get. Um, the other thing is fear. We've, the last few callers have dealt with the fear, the fear that comes up when you get started and you don't know what to do next or we're afraid we're going to fail. I think that we're not afraid that we're going to fail. I actually believe we are afraid that we're going to succeed. And when we succeed, what will be expected of us next? 
And I believe that the question that we're really asking ourselves is, are we good enough to be able to deliver time and time again? I want you to know that the dream and the passion that you have in your soul, you didn't put it there. God put it there. And because God put it there, you will be able to deliver time and time again. Every one person that you touch, remember, takes that experience to everyone that they know, and then those people take it to everyone that they know. So stop looking at it as just one person. Look at it as if you've just touched thousands. The next thing is I have this question that I want to, uh, that I was given earlier, because uh, not everyone wants to call in, is does the way I feel about myself affect others? And the answer is yes, it does. The way you feel, period, affects others. And we'll get back to that question when we uh, answer this caller online. How, hi, hi, how are you? Hi, how are you, Stephanie? I'm fine. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Good. Uh, you look wonderful, <laughs> as always. Um, I had a question. Okay. Um, I know you were saying about toxic people. Uh-huh. Now I have a, a situation where, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you let people come over to visit and they, they get comfortable and don't want to leave. And you don't want to hurt their feelings. Why not? Uh, I don't know. That's the part. Because they're family, and you try, you try to be nice and, and try to do it in a gentle way. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes, you know, you, it just doesn't work like that. Because sometimes they just take your kindness for weakness. You know, if you tell somebody going to get a sandwich, they're going to go make a seven-course meal. You know? Um. What I uh, think in situations like this, and this happens a lot, is that you have a responsibility to literally honor how you feel about yourself, what you feel, how you feel about the situation. And you also have a responsibility not to enable others. Right. I think sometimes we try to play junior God, and I have to remind myself that the text says Jesus saves. It doesn't say Stephanie saves. Right. So it's time for you to sit down with the person and you all are to have a talk and you are to explain to them that this was supposed to be a temporary situation mm -hmm. and that somehow that got missed in the actual experience and that remind them this is a temporary situation and give them a date as to when they need to actually leave. People often will not begin to get their act together unless they are pushed to do so. I thank you so much. Okay. And I, there's I nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with you saying, you know, this is now, this is now an intrusion on my family. Yeah, because when you were supposed to be here today, you wind up here for two weeks. And just, you exactly. Know, and you, you know. say, you know, you say, you know, it's time for you to leave. And that was the original agreement anyway. And that's what I have to get up enough courage. That's, and that's what I thank you so much because you have so much strength and courage and so much inspiration. You are a joy. And I love you. And you keep up the good work. Thank you very much. Okay. When I'm having, a, when I'm having one of those moments, I'll have to remember what the caller just said. Thank you. 
Uh, we were talking a bit before the caller about does the way I feel about myself affect others? The way you feel affects others, period. When you're feeling down, it affects others. Because we actually have an energy field that expands about six feet out from ours. So whatever you're feeling in your heart is actually felt by the other people in your presence. When we are feeling positive thoughts and love, people within our space can feel that energy. When we're feeling negative and bad thoughts, people in our space can feel that, that energy. I mean, it's the old saying, we all say it. It's like, oh gosh, somebody just walked in and felt like a dark cloud. So the one way to change the situation though is positive thoughts are much more powerful than negative thoughts. So positive energy is more positive, more powerful than negative energy. So whenever you're in a situation and the dark cloud has just moved in, I want you to start just thinking about things that make you happy, things that you're excited about, and that will actually change the energy. Likewise, if you're feeling down, I want you to switch over to things that you're grateful for. Switch over immediately to gratitude. Switch over to and remember situations where you were happy, where you were excited, and that will actually change your energy also. We've got a caller on the line. Yes, hello. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Okay. Um, I, I, I kind of agree with what you're saying about the energy. Okay. Like if you're feeling negative and you're feeling bad, then other people are going to feel that vibe. Because um, I used to be a salesman, a traveling salesman, and my boss used to say that all the time. When you feel negative, it rub off on somebody else. Or you feel feeling drained, that drains everyone else. So if you're excited, you bring excitement, then excitement do come to everyone else. So I understand that energy to what you're talking about. But my question is this. How can you defer whether or not if someone is having a dog cloud over their head? Because really, you can't really think inside the head, seeing what, what, what's in the head, but how can you actually feel other than before they even speak or before they even make an action that, you know, a, a person is not sure of having a good day? Thank Generally, uh, you can just feel a change. Uh, when they walk into your space, you can detect it in just uh, sometimes body language, uh, emotions, facial expressions. People, most people don't have poker faces or aren't very good at poker faces, so they're wearing that all over their face. So check the eyes. The eyes generally can tell you. And if it's a strong enough emotion, you can actually feel that something just isn't right. If you know the person, you can detect it even probably before they get really close to you. But if you don't, you can feel something's not right. In that case, you can't help change their thought but what you can do is change your thoughts. You can vibrate your energy to a level to that it will radiate from you so that they catch it, that they catch the bug, that they catch the enthusiasm. So you start speaking upbeat and positive. You start thinking about great things. You start thinking about all the things that you have to be grateful for, all the wonderful things that you've experienced. And you think about that. You talk about wonderful things and they will come around. Uh, we actually tried this in an experiment with a couple of my staff members and it got to the point that where the moods changed so much that it not only affected the few of us who were in the space, it affected everyone else that was actually in the restaurant. We have another caller on the line. Hello? Hi, how are you? Hi, hi. Uh, I want to ask about, okay, we were talking about uh, uh, the upbeat energy. My personality is usually upbeat and positive, okay. but I seem to attract 
negative people. So, and I, I, they say opposites attract, and I'm finding that to be true. What do um, I do about that? Opposites uh, don't attract, actually. Um, that Treat those negative people in your life as the angels who've come to show you your dark side. You are positive and upbeat for the most part, which, but what's probably happening to you now is there are a couple of other little things lying under the surface that you need to discover, uncover, and deal with. There may be some unforgiveness issues. There may be some anger issues underneath, just underneath the surface. So if you soul journal, get a piece of paper and a pencil out and ask the question, write down the question. I'm positive and upbeat all the time. Why am I attracting such negative people? And the answer will come to you. You will find out exactly what it is that you need to change or grow in your life and where you need to grow or even heal in your own life because that's what they're coming to tell you. That's what the message is there. So don't look at them as negative. Thank God for them because they've come in to tell you one more place for you to grow. We have to remember that life is a, is a constant growing it's con it requires constant growth. So even though we're doing fine right now, it's like an onion. As we peel back another layer, there'll be something else there that we need to dig up, that we need to give some light to, and we need to heal. And then you'll get okay with there, and you're long around here, and everything's wonderful. And then there'll be something else that comes up. So the process is never finished, and I want you to remember that, and maybe that is what they've come in to teach you, that the process is absolutely never finished. There's always more for us to discover about ourselves. There's always more of us to learn. Life is an adventure. It isn't a journey. You never arrive. So the object is to just be sure you have as much fun now as you possibly can. Uh, there's a saying for, uh, that goes something like this, that uh, we were sent here to come to a finish line, all beat up, clothes tattered, having a great ride, saying, wow, what a great time. So I want you all at home to just get busy doing your spiritual housekeeping. I want you to start with one thing. As I said earlier, don't try to heal 10 things. One thing I want you to concentrate on, and I want you to work to learn what it is that you are supposed to do to get rid of that one thing. Ask yourself, what quality is trying to be born in me? And I want you to work on discovering what that quality is. As you do that, you will find that some of the other things that are going on in your life will begin to just sort of disappear. Some things just take care of themselves. You will be surprised. As it says, when you take one step, God takes two, three, sometimes 12 steps. I want you to also ask yourself this important question. What would I do if I only had a year to live? What would I do if I knew it would be successful? What would I do for free? The answers to those questions actually will reveal to you the purpose, the passion, all those other questions that we're always asking. What's the purpose in my life? What's my passion? What am I here for? The answers to those questions will reveal to you why you're here. Remember, we weren't sent here by accident. We were sent here on purpose. I want to thank you all for listening and joining in to, to the Sip of Inspiration tonight. 
I am Stephanie Wilson Coleman, known as the Empowerment Doctor. I've been your host. I want you to now go forth. I want you to live the life that you've imagined. And remember to dream big. Until next time, make it a great life. Bird sang this song to me. There was a message in its melody, sweetest lyrics that I ever heard. There's a message in the songs of birds. Tomorrow is another day. Living is the only way. Tomorrow's gonna ever come. Listen to the words of the song. Everything. Everything is gonna be Now the tree sang the song to me He said the birds sang it to the breeze Just in case I was feeling down And didn't really wanna be around He said the breeze sometimes come with rain